What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Casey, and we are discussing The Walking Dead, Season 10, Episode 20. The title of the episode is called Splinter. And in this episode, we have gone back to the group of King Ezekiel, Yumiko, Eugene, and Princess as they are being captured by the Commonwealth. And this episode was so intense. Mm-hmm. But also, when I say Paola Lazaro owned this episode, she was freaking amazing. Like, yes. just a little bit of insight that we got into Princess, who she is as a character, and the struggles that she's dealing with and how she's coping with this um you know with this capture by the commonwealth trying to figure out whether or not they're friendly whether or not they're foe what Mm -hmm. happened to the other characters it's just this episode was so intense to watch but it was it was amazingly acted man man (laughs) i really enjoy you know it took me because as i'm watching and then because okay (laughs) as i'm watching and we see king ezekiel beating up the the stormtrooper right we like wait a minute and then it flashes back and forth and but then if you notice because my thing was when he came in with the food he didn't say nothing about king ezekiel he didn't say oh what you doing you know in my mind, I'm like, he don't see him. So then at first I thought he was hiding. Remember the cover she was shooting yeah. around? Mm-hmm. At first I thought he was hiding under that stuff. So then I was like, oh, wait a minute. He because he was like, nobody will like it if they see I got beat up by a girl. Right. I'm like, what do you mean a girl? This bitch crazy. I was, <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, wait what's going on and and to find out that all of these interactions that she's having she you know we see in the we see in the episode that she's talking to Yumiko after they've all been separated into the train cars first of all they're in train cars train cars do that does not bring up a pleasant memory for me with this show because that was Terminus and we see how Terminus turned out so I was what, like, but wait, none of those, none of those people were there for terminus. No, but what I'm saying is putting them in no, box cars. Like, yeah, putting yeah, them. I'm saying, none of them, none of them wasn't around for that. But no. just the fact that, just the fact that they had box cars and they were throwing them in box cars, that was not a good flashback for me because I was like, oh, this is not going to end well. And they separated this time. Remember before they had them all in one car. Right. Right. But, you know, so while they're separated, she she goes over to one side of the car and she's talking to Yumiko and then she finds um, she finds a board on the other side where she can get out and she goes to talk to Eugene. And then, like you said, King Ezekiel shows up and it was just like. All of this stuff, it was. It was kind of weird. You know, it's like yeah. I was watching it and I was like, oh, okay. So she could actually escape, blah, blah, blah. And then to find out the whole reveal at the end, I was just like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, hold up. 
Yeah. You gotta go back and read because when I saw the hole, I was like, why did they put her in this car with the hole when she could get out? Or anybody, not just her. Why did she put anybody in the car with the hole? Mm-hmm. They they could just get out. What the what? So that right there, I was kind of confused. Like, okay, do they want whoever they put in this this particular car to be able to get out and go around and wander around? Yeah, I thought it was and like then, a test. But then at the at the end, also when she was her reality came back the remember when she got the splinter that wasn't even there Mm-mm. so how she get the splinter remember she was like because she was like oh my splinter came out so this is what i think okay let's go let's let's go back to the top of the episode so they're being surrounded by the commonwealth and the first thing she does is she she goes after a gun. She got one of the Commonwealth soldiers has like a gun or a knife. I couldn't tell what it was on his hip. And she tries to go after it, you know, because again, these are people with guns coming after them. They don't know whether or not they're friendly or whether or not they have evil intent. They just know they're being surrounded. So she's trying to help herself, help her friends. And then Yumiko, once she sees that they are um, tackling Princess and, you know, subduing her, she breaks free. She tries to come to Princess's aid and she gets pretty much knocked down. She gets knocked knocked out. So when they put them in boxcars, apparently they put Yumiko in the boxcar next to Princess. And I do believe that at the beginning, Princess was able to hear her and that she tried to break something off from the boxcar mm-hmm. and looking at the bonus notes at the end of the episode Angela Kang talks about how that splinter that she got in her finger kind of triggered her alternate reality or the way that she was coping so right. I think she may have gotten a splinter trying to pull the board apart but I don't think she ever actually pulled the board apart. I think that was part of that reality, her dealing with the stress and her coping. We have to remember before uh, King Ezekiel, Yumiko, and Eugene found her, Princess was by herself. And we don't know how long she was by herself. We just know it it had to have been like a really, really, really long time. True, 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 true. So obviously she's going to have some mental health issues and in, in how she deals with things and how she copes with reality or how she copes with stressful situations. And she says mm-hmm. as much later on in the episode, she kind of makes a rundown of all the um, issues that she, she deals with. And, you know, this, this splinter triggers a memory for her of something that happened to her when she was a teenager. She got a splinter. She said she was in a similar situation. And from what we gather from her mother and her stepfather, Princess was not treated well. She was probably um, locked in a closet um, for misbehavior when they didn't want to deal with her because we we kind of understand from her um, description to Yumiko that she's claustrophobic. You know, mm-hmm. she says small spaces scares her or, she, you know, it's really mm-hmm. dark in here and it's really small. And then we also see she does one of her coping me- mechanisms once she gets into the boxcar. She walks around, she counts to herself in Spanish, and then she starts reciting the capitals of the states in alphabetical order. And this is kind of her way to calm herself down. But 
when I say listening to that story of, of what she did, you know, the story about her getting the infection from the splinter and then her kind of standing up to her stepfather, her stepfather breaking her jaw, fracturing her jaw, and then her mother's kind of nonchalance about the whole thing. It right. just, oh, it pissed me off. But yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. So you, you guys are giving us a background about Princess's character, which kind of explains some of what we learned from her when we first met her as well. You know, she said someone once told her, you're a hard person to love. I have a feeling that was probably her mother, which, mm. bitch, you don't say that to you're right. <sighs> right, right. So, like, don't but, make us find you. Right. Right. Remember how she, well, I wonder what do happen. She must know what happens to her parents because remember when she was telling the story about the cool girls at school who was nice to her? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I wonder what happened to them. I think she, you know. she maybe she doesn't know what happened to her parents, but I, I, I'm going to be honest. If I was her, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I would not care. I mean, if you think about it, when she's being questioned by, I guess that's the Commonwealth leader or one of the leaders later on in the episode, and he asks her how old she is, she was like, I don't know, 29, 30. I lost count a long time ago. So she may have been on her own prior to the fall, which is what they call it here. And I think they've they've referred to it as the fall in uh, World Beyond too. But um you know, that happened when she was like 14, 15. Who knows what could have happened between her and her parents in the five years prior to the fall. She could have left home. She could have ran away from home. She could have stayed at home and continued to receive that abusive treatment. We don't know, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll find out more about her character. But just the little bit that we did find out about her past in this episode, it made me hurt for her character, but also... And, and I know that this is a trope and I know that some people don't like this trope where people have to go through trauma in order to become a stronger version of themselves. But mm-hmm. it really does seem like that in this episode with this character, even though we do see that she is dealing with some mental health issues. Obviously, there's some PTSD in there. She herself said that she was dealing with ADHD. She said she dealt with depression and anxiety. So we see a lot of that in the episode, even though we don't realize how um, how severe it is until towards the end. Yeah, because even when she when she got out the, the train car and she ran to the fence and tried to get under the fence but couldn't get under with the gun. Mm-hmm. When she got up, Father, father uh, I'm calling him Father, <laughs> King Ezekiel, <laughs> Is standing there, so you like okay, mm-hmm. this bitch crazy <laughs> because, but even then, with her talking to him, he's like, Come on, you can just leave him, you know, save yourself, get out, you know, you you free from here. Mm-hmm. And she was like, No, nah, they my friends. I got, yeah, granted, I only known them a week, but a week is what she says is a, a long time in apocalypse years, <laughs> exactly. So, so because she here's has, the funny thing, her. Her versions of Yumiko, Eugene, and King Ezekiel, even though those were imagined versions, she had their personalities down pat. You know, mm-hmm. Yumiko was very caring. No, Princess, hey, calm down. Don't do anything that would, you know, further antagonize them. I'm okay. 
that's kind of Yumiko's character. Eugene is the type, no, look, we're going to go cooperate and maybe they'll help us. That That's kind of par for the course for Eugene. King Ezekiel is the person who is very encouraging. He's the one with the good speeches, the, you know, he's the, and yet yeah. I smile. Matter of fact, I have that on my bracelet that I'm wearing. It says, and yet I smile. He, that's his, that's his personality. And she got right. all of that, like, perfectly which is why it threw me when I realized she was imagining all of this because I was like wait what and I'm sure when we when I rewatch it tonight with my wife I'm gonna see something else like oh, okay because you know after you see it and then when you go back and rewatch it you catch the little things that you mm-hmm. should have got the first time like okay yes 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 okay yes okay mm-hmm. you know so as once the rewatch starts to happen, we're gonna be like, yep, oh yep, yep, miss that. You know, it's little it's, it's gonna be little things that we're gonna miss, like, okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's gonna be some stuff that we're going to when we go back and rewatch, right? Um that you know, we're gonna catch that had we I, I, I said we were paying attention now, but you know, after you know what the um reveal is, mm-hmm. then you can go back and be like. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. you always go back and see something different with every rewatch. You you notice things that you didn't notice before because, you know, you're really paying attention to the story. And then now that you know the story, you can kind of focus on the things that might have been in the background or, you know, things that right. were kind of subtle, but probably will mean something just like. And, but for me, the first one I caught was when old boy was like, oh, I got uh captured by a girl because that was my first inkling like you don't see father gabriel i mean <laughs> why is he in my hand you don't see uh king ezekiel you know that was the first thing that came to my hand when he was like oh uh and then also when he came in he didn't seem startled that it was two people in there as opposed to one right you know what I mean? As if you know, I put you in here by yourself, and I come in, and somebody else is in here. No, I'm gonna have a different vibe uh, or way that I'm interacting with you when it's two of y'all, and there's only supposed to be one of you motherfuckers in here. Wait, where did you come from? But he just came in calm. Let me bring you food, you know, and, and let me talk to you. You know, that's how he was coming in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, it was things you know, like that was the one one thing that I saw and paid attention to that was like oh you know when he was like you know he they he already gonna get demoted you know because he uh you know got held hostage by a girl yeah and you know i think the thing that got me after we realized that she was imagining all of her interactions with everyone i think that when the soldiers were walking back and forth you know outside of the box cars I think they probably heard her talking to herself and they were like, oh, this is someone we can get. You know, mm-hmm. let's put this. And, and they probably mm-hmm. did that, you know, um, while she was being questioned, you know, when they took her in for the showers and while she's being questioned. I mean, I, I just don't know. That was probably something that they planned. Like, oh, this is a way we can get her to open up. Mm-hmm. she already thinks she, she's seeing all of these things i mean i don't know again she could have been talking out loud to herself she could have been she could have been having this whole dialogue inside her own head you right know, just, 
it's just one of those things where it's kind of like like you said i have to go back and rewatch the episode because the the part where king ezekiel is you know where she and king ezekiel are talking to the soldier before he starts getting beat up it seemed very real to me yeah yeah so well we know the interrogation was real yeah that part was real yeah that probably was the only part that was real out, out of all of it right i mean I, I i believe what he i feel like i believe what the soldier was telling her in terms of we you know we those who seek solace at our gates you know that they help them I believe that he may have been sincere about them helping Yumiko. But here's the thing with the Commonwealth that I didn't get in this episode. Like you're, you've captured these people and you're using scare tactics against them. But yet mm-hmm. you're trying to tell them, you know, you want them to divulge all of this information to you. Right. And you want them to trust you. But you ain't giving up nothing. Nothing. Like you can, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't even tell her if Yumiko was okay. And then of course you heard somebody walking past um, later on and they were like, yeah, I've never seen one turn that fast. I was like, if they kill Yumiko, I'm going to be pissed. I was really about to be mad because you know, that's, that's, that's a fellow Japanese person. I got to, you know, we got to have our representation. I was like, hold up. We're not killing nobody off screen. This is, we're not about to be doing this bullshit. <laughs> but, yeah, but you know, they ain't kill nobody off screen. We have to see these people die. You know, the walking dead world ain't going for, ah, oh, they ain't there. I ain't seen them die. <laughs> right. Right. You're right. Alive. They still alive somewhere in this universe. So no, you're right. Because I I did start on I did start on my rewatch of Fear the Walking Dead, and there's a person who supposedly is dead, and I was like, nope, y'all didn't show me that person's death. I don't believe it. And, and then back. now, and then now I've heard rumors that that person might be coming back. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm. okay. Mm. They always want to bring somebody back. <laughs> if, if and it, we love it. If it serves the story. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. That's that is very, 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 very true. Very true. Oh, we just need uh, my boo to come back and I'll be right in the walking dead world. Right. <laughs> but, here, <laughs> but here's the funny thing too, because I have the episode playing in the background while we're um, while we're talking. And it's at the scene where Princess and the soldier are talking and she's asking him about, you know, Yumiko and whether she's safe and he's telling her look I'm just a grunt I, I'm only supposed to do this I'm supposed to do that he was like look they're already going to get at me for uh, they're already going to discharge me for being snatched up by some chick that was even before he got beat up so it's like we didn't even think about that because when you look at the scene Princess was just talking to him and then supposedly Ezekiel came from behind him and knocked him out. So my question is, what really happened in that moment? 
Like, did she punch him while she was talking to him? And that's how he got knocked out? I'm just... He had to have. She saw... Because he made some move, and that's when she punched his ass. He made a move, and she hit him. But, but I don't know, because Ezekiel was like, I'm not taking no chances. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch that and really, really, really... Because we, we know now that it was Princess knocking him out. Mm-hmm. And then and when she's looking at her hand, ass. she's just like, and uh, again, yeah, it's, it's like the it's like you're seeing everything. There's no holes in the box car. There's, it, there's just nothing there. So it's kind of like... But then even after she comes back, he's like, so did she leave? Because when she comes back, and supposedly gets in the car he's like are you talking to me you know I like think, you know am i the one you talk i think she actually did leave okay i think that was a part of their plan because remember when he when she asked about her friends he was like you can see him now i got her i think that was a part of all of their plan like i said i think they had been hearing her mm-hmm. and was kind of trying to see how far they could get with her it's like you when you when you're dealing with someone you already know is mentally unstable or is having you know that kind of a a episode or breakdown people like that they're going to push that person and push them until they get to a breaking point because Mm -hmm. at that breaking point that person might be willing to tell you whatever it is you want to know so Mm. i think that they really did let her go and then they probably were the ones who put those two walkers at the gates. And then, of course, she's thinking it's King Ezekiel standing with two other walkers. And then once she turns around to walk back to the car, we see that the two walkers are actually, you know, they've got neck braces on. Like right. they were captive, but we don't see that in the scene when Ezekiel is sitting there talking to them. They they appear to be walking around right. free and this is this is part of her perception so i think they probably put the walkers there at the gate just in case she was able to escape but i think that they were probably surrounding her they might have even been in the other cars with the you know with ezekiel and eugene and yumiko waiting for whatever to play out to play out you know just trying to see mm. okay is she going to give us this information or you know is she going to break but right that's true that's it, true that could be that could be it's gonna be interesting to see how the rest of that unfolds um as we go on right because now we have now when it's dealing with princess we we have to remember this episode mm-hmm. so we're gonna have to remember is this happening now <laughs> you know is, is this reality or is this your your alternate reality yeah and it seems it's like this only happens to her when she gets scared. At least that's kind of the 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 gist that I got when she was having her conversation with quote unquote King Ezekiel. Right. She's talking about how dark places and she's yeah. afraid. Yeah. 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 And she was talking about the negative people. She was talking about her mom and and I think Travis, she said was his name, or Dougie was his name. And then she was talking about the nicer people that she had dealt with. And you know, I just think 
when things get to be too much for her, that's kind of where she goes. And I mean, we all do that to some extent when we are stressed about things, you know, we look for an escape, you know, for, for us, things are going bad. Things are going straight. We look to movies, we look to TV, we look to books, we look to music to kind of take us away from that and put us in a different headspace. You know, for someone like Princess, she literally imagines a whole nother reality or she puts herself into a position, uh, yeah. you know, into a situation where, okay, this is not happening to me right now. And, you know, looking, looking at this, when she comes back to talk to the soldier, she's already talked about the fact that her splinter is gone when she's at the fence with Ezekiel. And it's almost like mm -hmm. once the splinter is gone, it kind of brings her, Bring her to her reality because she's even saying here, um, she says, I'm not crazy. That's what you're thinking. I mean, there's the ADHD, the anxiety, the PTSD, the depression, the crushing loneliness and the active imagination that helps me cope with all that. Again, remember, Princess was on her own for years. She was yeah. the only person in yeah. Pittsburgh that we saw and she look at the things that she did to keep herself from being lonely she right the dioramas. and made dioramas out of them you know yeah. just to feel like when she's going through the city there are people there with her right who knows what that does to the psyche of a person i couldn't imagine now i can be by myself i can be an introvert but to be like the only person alive it's kind of like um, if you think about it, it's like Will Smith's character in I Am Legend. You know, mm -hmm. he was there in that whole time by himself with nothing but those uh, vampires and his dog. And he created his own scenarios with people. Now, he didn't imagine that he was seeing people, but like he had the mannequins set up and pose right. similar to the way Princess did with the walkers. And it's just you don't know what that kind of loneliness and what that kind of isolation does for somebody. And then you see when, when Princess sees the other three for the first time, she's kind of socially awkward. She mm -hmm. doesn't know what's, mm. what's going, what's going on. Right. You no. Know? And, Oh, let me, let me correct myself. The splinter came out when she was taking the handcuffs off of the soldier. And that's yes. when, that's when things just kind of, got a little bit more quote-unquote normal for her like she was able to talk to him just like regular and then, the person. Yeah. and then of course here comes the okie doke because he opens the door there's Yumiko Ezekiel and Eugene and they've got covers on their heads and then he places a cover over her head and then that's the end of the episode I was like no you know <laughs> I know these episodes are only an hour long I know they're only an hour long I know that they're gonna stop on a cliffhanger but still I was like Damn it, was that an hour? Or, like, I was mad. I was big mad. Right. Because I like this character. Let me make this like a two hour thing or something. Right. Because I like this character of Princess. I mean, we've only seen her in two episodes and she has already like really endeared herself. Don't it feel like she's been more? Don't it feel like she's been here longer than two episodes? Right. But it's like only we been two episodes. Yes. Because that's why I was like, wait a minute. Because the like the first and only episode they going to uh what if what city they go to Pittsburgh that's where they found her Pittsburgh so it's like 
but you know what? Even though she was only in that one episode, she made such a huge impact. You like, you think she's been around way longer than, mm-hmm. than you know, it, it's only been a week. <laughs> in our time, it's been two months, right. but it's only been a week. So yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, these extra episodes are really giving us that extra little, you know, oh, fin- yeah. finality on the this final of this season 10 because we know mm-hmm. our final season is coming up but it's it's closing for me a lot of these little loopholes by giving us backstories stuff we had questioned and wondered about so to me I like these episodes in that it's giving us that last little bit of you know sprinkling we need on time right. for, for what's about to happen and what's happening so I love these you know extra bonus episodes that we got because they give you just you and even though it's ending they still sucking you in even uh-huh. though it's, it's, it's about to go off they still sucking you like nah 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 come back come back you right. know for the people you know no no you can't leave just yet come back come back before we let you go let me go and be <laughs> a little sprinkle, sprinkle, and then get you hooked back for this last season and being that's it right i would really love for them to do more episodes like this like they're part of the story, but they're a part, they're a, not a part of the story. Like the Aaron and um, Father Gabriel episode that we got, where mm-hmm. you know they were kind of away. The Carol and Daryl episode that we got, which I think the next episode is also Carol and Daryl because it's supposed to talk about when they went their separate ways. So yeah, we get two Carol Daryl episodes in this little six mm-hmm. episode arc. But okay, so. What do we think about the Commonwealth? Like, are these good people? Are they bad people? Are they, what do we think? Um, I do think they're good. I okay. think they are being extremely, ex- I mean, which you have to be, extremely cautious on some motherfuckers just popping up at the spot. That's, that's you know true. What I mean? And this is the apocalypse. It ain't like you can call me like, "Hey, I'm on my way." No, you showed up directly in our in our gate. You know what I mean? You showed up directly in our spot. So either you found upon it, or somebody told you how to get here. But right. it ain't no radio. So how you get here? You know what I mean? As far as they know, we know that they had the the CB radio. He was talking to Stephanie, right? But we know that. But them as who they are, because what they say, they just the grunts. They don't know what's going on. They yeah. don't know, you know, whether or not Stephanie summoned them or anybody else, for that matter, summons them. And, you so know, honestly, like, Eugene probably has not told them about Stephanie because he doesn't know if these people are with her or against her. He doesn't know if they used her to lure them in. I mean, we don't know what the deal is right now right 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 so right so for that they gotta you know what i'm saying they don't know what's the people of the commonwealth don't know who i mean granted they gotta know they ain't that big of a threat it's only four of them right but then again they could be a part of a larger group i mean which they are but part of a larger group who are you know you know, mm-hmm. we see how, like, with the whispers, you only see a few, but it's a bunch of these people. You right. know what I mean? Or even with the saviors, you only, when they came to terrorize, it was only, what, Megan, Simon, Dwight, and, like, two or three other motherfuckers. So it wasn't like you brought your whole crew 
to, you know, do your bidding and do your dirt. No, you brought a couple people with you to go ahead and see if, if you know, see what's good, see if, if it's safe. So right. I'm sure that parts of them are extremely cautious, but then we, we as viewers are also aware of people like the uh, people of Terminus you know, who seem also invited. Oh yeah, come in. Uh, let us help you. Uh, you know, take off your feet, take off the jacket, kick your feet up, stay around for a while. Yeah, so we can eat your ass. But, you know, and then you have the Commonwealth who probably are because he said they have a lot of people mm -hmm. and not so many words. He's like, there's a lot of us, but this is our, basically, this is our screening criteria. See if we gonna let you in our gates. Right. So that's what it is. And and like he said, it's harsh and it's uh, a little bit extreme, but how else they're going to weed out? You know, the people who are coming there to do them harm. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure they have, like he said, they got protocols set up. They got this set up. So uh, yeah, you got to go through this so we can make sure we don't have to kill your ass. <laughs> right. Are you trying to go home or not? Is what he said. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I tell you, it's it's going to be interesting. And I I like the fact that they did focus on Princess. They gave us a little bit more about her character. So we know a little bit more about her. But we didn't get enough about the Commonwealth. That episode was not long enough. I want to know more about the Commonwealth. And I don't want to have to wait until the summer. But it looks like that's what we're going to have to do. I don't think that they should keep treating us like this. I think there should be somebody <laughs> we can talk to because <laughs> my heart can't continue to take it. Uh, so yeah, I, I need to write a letter to Angela Kang. We need, we need to have a conversation. We need to talk about some things because right. man. Right. I, I need her personal phone. Anybody out there got her number, let me get it. I just want to send her a text message. I ain't even got to call because I like texting more than I like calling <laughs> Right, like, look, um, look, I would like to speak to the manager, please. <laughs> Hello. Hello. We're the manager. Right. But, um, I mean, like I said, I, I just, I really want to know more about the Commonwealth. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's really, I mean, oh, such a cliffhanger. How dare they? <laughs> Don't hear nothing else about this until when? When the season starts back up again. So now we love, now we actually have more questions than when they first got captured. Th this is here, true. I got more questions now mm -hmm. than when, when you first got uh because before you they was just in your face with guns. But now, okay, what what? what, 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 what? Right. Why we got hood going? Hood going mean you taking me somewhere, and you don't want me to see where I'm going. I already know what that means. So where are we going? Where are we about to go? Where is right. we going? That's the question. But then again, maybe when he was like, "She's ready." Okay, to go with me here. Mm -hmm. When he said she's ready, maybe everybody else already talked. She was the only one who was holding out. They were waiting for her she's ready now when he was like okay she's ready and he banged on the door she's ready means she done talked she done told you to, she done answered your questions now 
because everybody else was already out there. And maybe they were right. testing her. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe they were testing her to see if she, if her answers were going to match up with everybody else's. That, that would make sense. That because remember Eugene was like. You know, Eugene going with the purpose of meeting Stephanie. So Eugene, you already know, he's scary. He doesn't feel the beans. <laughs> Eugene talked, period. Eugene talked. Like, there is no way around that. Eugene as was the first one to spill the beans. Eugene mm -hmm. talked. So then, I'm sure if Yumiko is hurt, so, you know, if somebody's hurt, they're more likely, oh, yeah, oh, what's your name, Yumiko? You know, you, you know, because when you're, when you're talking to the doctor, he's asking you, but you're allergic to this, you're allergic to you, you, you feel me? So they're probably getting questions out of her, I mean, answers out of her as well. Right. So, and then, of course, if, you know, uh, I'm going to keep calling him Father Gabriel, Ezekiel. <laughs> Ezekiel always plays the long game. So mm -hmm. he's going to tell you, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you a little information so you think that you're knowing something. But it's still information you're not going to know. So everybody else has talked, which is why they ass is outside. So mm -hmm. they've been cleared to go. They've been waiting on Princess crazy ass <laughs> to get it together. And that's why she was like, fine, I'll tell you. These are my friends. This is where I was. This is my real name is Princess. But you know, this is, now she's divulged the information. Okay, now she's ready. She could go. Yeah. You know, the other thing I was thinking about was with King Ezekiel, especially if during his interrogation, you know, if he asked about Yumiko and they said something to him about, we're taking care of her, we have medical care, she's, or she's being seen, we have to remember King Ezekiel has cancer. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Oh, so they would have seen his shit when they washed his ass. Yeah, when when they uh, stripped remember him and bathed him. Naked like this. Yeah, but... Yeah. um. You know, maybe he told them and was like, look, I don't have anything to lose. We came looking for help. This is what's going on in our community. We're just looking for help. And then if they see that he's sick, of course, at this point, we haven't had any other cancer scares in the story that we know of, you know, so, right. and they don't have a doctor anymore. Sadiq was the last doctor they had and he's dead now. So, girl, okay. I have to... I have, to, I have to breathe every time I talk about Sadiq because that whole thing still makes me mad. Like you killed off Carl to bring in this character and then less than two years later, you killed this character off. Like what was the, anyway. Um, so like I was saying, <laughs> they have medical care. Somebody might be mm -hmm. there that can help Ezekiel out. And mm -hmm. sometimes when you're, mm -hmm. When you're in a situation like that, you have to give a little to get a little. And I think maybe yeah. that's, that's the point where they're all at right now. Like you came out seeking help for your people. They don't mm -hmm. even know what's going on with the Whisperer War back home. They don't even know that the Whisperer yeah, War is, is over. So mm -hmm. they're trying to do whatever they need to do to get help. And they are not the ones who have the upper hand in this situation. So you you might be right. Maybe the other three already said, look, this is who we are. This is where we came from. This is why we're here. 
we don't mean any harm. Mm -hmm. We came looking for help. If you guys don't want to give us help, we will go on our merry little way. It's not like right. It's not like they're gonna just come back into and town and take whatever they have because they literally they literally traveled weeks to get to this part. So it's not mm -hmm. like oh, with the saviors or, or or sanctuary or hilltop, and it's just like twenty miles away or thirty miles away or forty miles away. No, they've traveled hun hundreds of miles at this point. If you need help against this other large faction, chances are you are not in a position to come back and take anything from us. You probably they probably don't have the manpower. So why not just tell them the information? What can it hurt at this point? Right. So right. That's true. That's true. But you know, that also kind of low-key gives if we have you know more episodes and figure out what the Commonwealth is all about since we know that Daryl and Carol are leaving. We know Ezekiel is sick. We know Princess is basically looking for a home. We know Eugene gonna adapt wherever and he got a little hot yeah, girlfriend yeah. there. So what if they absorb Alexandria into the Commonwealth? That might be a where every we we know everybody I'm I'm saying at the end end at the yeah. end because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we don't know at the end end it it would make sense once we find out that they're good and that everything with them is okay you know that would be a good because they're gonna make sure everybody's okay essentially right. except for we know the people who are because that would be the thing Daryl and Carol wouldn't go there you know what I mean they I don't would think leave, so they'd <laughs> like now we good you know what I mean they would be used to being on their own Oceanside would stay at Oceanside but because Alexandria has both Hilltop and Alexandrians they would be more and they have kingdom make too. That move. oh and, and the kingdom, kingdom too, too yeah so. yeah 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 so we got three communities in one now Mm -hmm. they would probably more be, you know, easier to absorb into that larger group and still be okay. And depending on what the Commonwealth is and what they have, it might also mean more protection for the Alexandrians against right. a larger, I mean, especially with these damn reapers that have come through and they've got firepower, they've got ammo, who knows, you know? Right. And, right. but, you know, I think the question still is because, of course, I haven't looked up the Commonwealth. I'm trying to stay as spoiler free as possible so I can be surprised. Right. We all, I mean, we've, we've discussed, you and I, the possibility that the shows will at some point converge. I mean, we see little bits of the world beyond and fear the walking dead. And we've already had crossovers from the flagship show and fear the walking dead. We see that there's uh, the Civic Republic has been featured in the flagship show. So I'm sure it's it's mm. probably going to be mentioned or seen in Fear of the Walking Dead. Again, I'm only half I'm just over halfway through season four. So I don't know what's coming up next. But at some point, I feel like these shows, the main three shows right now, are gonna converge. So we already know. We already know the Civic Republic is not on the up and up. We still don't know about the Commonwealth. So the thing is, will the Commonwealth and the Civic Republic be enemies? Like, will they go at each other? And if so, then yeah, I want our people to be part, part of the Commonwealth because we already see what kind of BS the Civic Republic is on. 
plus Hello. They got, plus they probably got our boy they need to let him go it's the reason he can't get out right and here's the other thing that we have to think about too we have to remember in this in the um season finale or no it wasn't even the season finale mid-season finale when michonne left remember she left and fell in with another group of people we don't know who these people Large. are and what their purpose mm. is and where they're going so that's a whole nother group that we have to think about that's gonna they've got to come into play at some point in season 11 so there's yeah. just so much stuff that can happen yeah and of course we speculating it all at this point but I can't wait to see what's gonna happen Girl, like, I'm, ready. Um, <laughs> I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready I'm, I'm super ready. Oh, well, I don't know. I, I it, hopefully our hi- hiatus from April ain't that long to maybe June. <laughs> yes, let's hope it's June. It's probably gonna be July, but let's hope it's June. Yeah, we can say June, June, mm-hmm. July, June, mm-hmm. July, and then from there we 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 count down our our finality of this I'm series. Not, I'm not. I'm not but, paying no attention. I'm not paying you no attention. But <laughs> but oh, here's the other thing. So this weekend, I've seen two reports and I'm not sure how accurate the reports are, but one of the reports says that there is a new Walking Dead spinoff that is being planned. Uh-huh. This one is taking place underwater. And I was like, when I first read that, I was like, how in the hell are they doing? Like, what is the concept? So I go to the article and I read it. And apparently what they're planning to do is they're exploring the start of the zombie apocalypse from the viewpoint of some sailors who were stuck on a submarine when everything went to shit. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because we've had, in Fear the Walking Dead, we have had some hints about things that happen not on the main earth. There was a part, and I don't know if you've gotten to this part, so it might be a little spoilery for you, but there was a part where Victor Strand was on the radio trying to reach out to anybody. And again, this is still like not too long after all of this happens. And he Mm -hmm. happens to get in touch with an astronaut who is stuck on the space station. And this astronaut was stuck on the space station when everything went to shit. So he's literally stuck there now. There's no way for him to get back home. Damn. I thought that that was really interesting that they did in Fear. So them creating another spinoff show, which I would probably assume it might be a limited series similar to The Walk, uh, excuse me, similar to The World Beyond, because World Beyond is only two seasons. Maybe they won't even do two seasons. Maybe it'll be a one season or maybe they'll release it in like a, just a few episodes, a 10 episode season or something. But I think yeah. that could be something really interesting to explore because there yeah. have to be people who were stationed, you know, under, I mean, the military, you know, Navy, They there probably were people who were on active missions when all of this right. went down. What happened to them? I, I think it'll be really interesting. I mean, it's, it's so much more they can explore. You know what I mean? Like this, granted the main one is ending, but there's still like so many stories that aren't told yet. So 
even though our, our main is ending, we haven't seen the last of our characters and we haven't seen the last of the amount of stories that they can tell. Because the same way that they're doing World Beyond with a small little faction, mm-hmm. they can do, literally do that anywhere. They can yeah. have a Spanish Walking Dead, they can have a French Walking Dead. I was going to say, because we don't, know, we don't know what happened in the other countries. We right. don't know what happened right. anywhere outside of North America. Right. So that would be interesting to explore. And I know my daughter was like, they're going to milk this for what they can. I was like, but if they come with they a gonna story that's interesting, why yeah. not? Yeah. And they're going to have me, my dumb ass in front of the TV. <laughs> you know? I'm telling you, they, they're going to keep, they're going to keep us busy because another article that I saw said that they're coming out with some kind of cooking show. Like the Walking Dead cooking show. I was like, what? What is this? I don't even make know. Post apocalyptic dinner. <laughs> you know that, that could be the case. I'll 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 take it. It's um. Let's see. Yes, it says AMC partners with Hot Ones producers for Walking Dead inspired cooking show. Run the dish, and this is on comicbook.com. So, um, I'll post the link on the website for that if anybody is interested to see. But yeah, it's gonna be like talking about apocalypse inspired dishes created by celebrity chefs i'm like okay this is going to be interesting but it's walking dead i'll watch it i don't care just you know just throw in a just throw in a link in every once in a while Hmm? i said whatever is walking dead you see it get my attention a little bit right no matter where i'm at So let's see, we have two episodes left in this extended season. Um, The episode for next Sunday is Diverged. And this is going back to Daryl and Carol. And it takes place after the events from the um, episode we saw a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, their their friendship is once again fractured, which, you know, this has happened before with Carol and Daryl, where they've kind of gone their separate ways or not really seen eye to eye so we're gonna see kind of the aftermath of that and see what happens from that i me personally i have a feeling that by the end of that episode they'll probably be okay again maybe not who knows yeah. but this is what i'm expecting it's carol, through and this it's carol and daryl we can't keep going through this with them they better get it together they, they like that facebook couple that's always fighting on facebook and you want to drama to unfold so you be like is y'all back together yet <laughs> Well, you you know, it's it's sibling rivalry. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. Like, I'm still, I'm one of those people, like, I don't necessarily not ship them, but I don't necessarily ship them either. Like, I really do feel like they're more like best friends, but I don't know if I would go so far as to say brother, sister. I don't know, but they that's kind of how they act sometimes. They they kind of act like big sister, little brother fighting getting on each other's nerves whatever so whatever their dynamic is we know that they've had rough patches in their friendship before um 
usually caused by Carol. I will say that, you know, especially the times that Carol has just run off. You know, the times that she's just run off and not even told Daryl where she's going or that she's leaving. Like, she's a sucky mm-hmm. friend when it comes to that, you know? And she, <laughs> she should be glad that Daryl continues to forgive her and understand her and love her in spite of. So the fact that he kind of has gotten to the point where he's just like, okay, I don't want to deal with you right now. I say as long right. as you do. Get your back on the boat. It's kind of long overdue at this point, but I don't think it's a permanent thing either. Daryl gave her like some some shit she needed to hear, like, and that's what friends do. I'm gonna tell you what you need to hear. You may not like it; it may hurt your feelings, but guess what? We we'll get past it because you need to hear that you've been going fucking crazy, going ham, trying to make sure Alpha die, and it caused all these other things to happen. Mm -hmm. But you got your revenge. That's all. That's all that is important. Right, you know, so she needed to hear everything that he said, and he was the best person to tell it to her because mm-hmm. she wouldn't listen to anybody else. I think he was the, the best one person, to say. I think the only other person she probably would have listened to if that was the case may have been Kelly, but Kelly already forgave her, which I was like, I was yeah. like, okay, I love Kelly, but Kelly should have yeah. gave it to her, but that's not Kelly's character, that's not her, right, 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 right? So you know, I was like, so, okay, yeah. yeah, it needed to be from Daryl. Daryl needed yeah. to say, yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and he's the only one that could do it without making her feel like, well, he makes her feel bad, but, you know, the only one who, I'm gonna make you feel bad, but it's with love. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. Anybody else probably would have been more vicious and vindictive with it mm-hmm. because you caused a hurt to me, so I'm trying to hurt you. Right. So there was pain in the things that Daryl said because of Connie and, you know, just her being so extra, mm-hmm. but it came harsh, but loving, if that makes sense. From yeah. Daryl. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, the other thing with Carol is Carol, and I understand why she went after Alpha. I mean, think about it. That was technically the what fourth, fifth child that Carol has lost. If you think the, the children that she's taken in, okay, you, you had Sophia, which was her child. You had uh, Lizzie and Micah. And then you had yeah. Sam, even though she did her best to kind of keep Sam at arm's length. Sam was still kind of attached to her. And then you have Henry. So I can yeah. understand her going after Alpha but one of the yeah. things about Carol is Carol, sometimes I feel like she needs to extend the same grace to people that has been extended to her. She was, you know, she burnt um, the two, I, I can't even remember her name, the two people at the prison. At the prison. Karen, mm-hmm. was it Karen and, and uh, somebody else? David, Karen and David, I think they were uh-huh. their names. Uh-huh. She, she killed them. Yes, to try to protect everybody at the prison, but still, you did that. Rick they cast you out, right? Rick cast you out. You were welcome back in. I mean, you've done all these different little things. You left, you know, you you left Alexandria. People ended up coming to find you because she had to have known that whole note about "Don't come and find me." Bitch, please. This is Rick and his group. You really think they're about to let you go like this? You think Daryl's about to let you just go? And be like, oh, okay, she doesn't want to be, bo- she doesn't that, want to be bothered. So, so in essence, you're putting other people in danger because you know they're going to come after you. 
you know, and then you do the thing with, with Alpha. She, she needs to learn some grace, you know, she, and she needs to sit her ass down somewhere <laughs> and be thankful and that she part. has the people in her life that she that part. has. That part. She that needs part to right be there. thankful. Because anybody else would have let your ass go blind. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but we'll talk more about Carol and Daryl next week. <laughs> next week? Because <laughs> we'll be here for another hour talking oh, about Carol. I'm sure we're gonna have thoughts. We will have thoughts. We will have thoughts. <laughs> we definitely will have thoughts. But then after that episode will be um the final of the six episode series, and that's the Here's Negan episode. <sighs> and we're looking forward to that. Casey and I are going to Sonoya. We're going to eat at Nick and Norman's and we're gonna watch it on the big screen. Uh-huh. And we're just we we're we're gonna we're gonna geek out and have a great time. And um yeah, so that's what we have to look forward to. And um, I can't wait. And then mm-hmm. after that, we just have a little short hiatus until season seven starts. But in the meantime, from that, Casey and I are both, we have said we are going to catch up on Fear the Walking Dead because both of us kind of dropped off early on. I have picked it back up. I'm now on episode, I think, 12 of season four. So I'm almost done with season four. Then I just have to do season five. And then I'll be ready. I should be ready when season six starts on April 11th. And I wish y'all could see Casey because she's looking at me like, nee, 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 nee. because she hasn't started yet because she's so doggone busy that she that. hasn't had a chance to start. So... You know, we're we're I'm gonna keep on her about it. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep on her about it so that yes. so that we can we can do this uh Fear the Walking Dead season six starting then and then that'll carry us through until the start of season eleven for the flagship show. So yeah. with that being said, that's it for our show. You can find yeah. us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. Bye.